welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this episode, we are going to talk about quiet works for offsites, how quiet actually works for offsite meetings. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus, and also an upcoming book called Quiet Works, Making Silence the Secret Ingredient of the Workday. The intent of this podcast is to help you become an intentional communicator. What you say matters. And it really is talking about the value of clear and concise communication and the correlation between quiet to help you prepare to be a better communicator and how often the absence of that communication, like we talked about in last week's podcast, communicating on the fly, that lack of preparation, that lack of quiet, that lack of time in advance of communication can be your undoing. And it happens all the time. And we make excuses because we're busy. And honestly, there's no excuse because we're all busy and we're always going to be busy. So how are we going to change that? We need time in a place dedicated for quiet. Now, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, if I want to use that quiet to do nothing, that's fine. If I want to use that quiet to uh, you know clean a room, that's fine. If I want to use it to read, that's fine. There's a lot of different purposes for quiet. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about the use of quiet for an offsite. Now, why am I talking about this? Because we may choose to go offsite for a meeting. That might be for planning, you know, annual planning, strategic planning. It might be a leadership team. It might be um, we work in a hybrid environment and every once, few times a year we all get together. It might be developing a message to go to market, a new, new key corporate message, an organizational message, which I've done a lot of work with in my career. It could be learning going to a conference like we're doing an offsite. We're going to go off and, and have some time with key, some subject matter experts. I mean, it might be discussing some issues or, or things that are going on within the organization that really requires to get out. of. It might just be simply that I'm in an environment that isn't conducive. There's just too much chaos and competing things competing for our attention that just we need to get out of Dodge. And we all say, like, let's just do an offsite. Let's just go somewhere. It might be somewhere local. It might be somewhere really nice far away. And I did a podcast on this um, a few years ago. I've also done podcasts on creating meeting agendas and all those are, are, are worth listening to and re-listening to. But for the sake of this week's podcast, we're going to talk about how quiet works for offsite meetings. And, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of offsites and I don't know if you have, and many of them kind of suffer from the same, you know, common mistake, they, they mistake, you know, time together and the connection and the fulfilling and the fun for, did we actually get something done? And about a year or so, I was talking to, ago, I was talking to somebody in the military. It was a very senior leader in uh, in a special operations unit. And, um, and he said something to me, it was really kind of, kind of shook me in a certain way because he was complaining, um, about a conference that he went to. So he flew out to a conference clear across the country with a bunch of people that are sort of his level. And it was a, it was like a big military conference of all these leaders, all these peers. And, uh, he said, you know, it was a two day offsite where they all convened into this place. And he's like, they didn't give us any time alone 
to read, to reflect, to prepare between meetings. It was just like land, go, 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 sleep, wake up, go, 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 go. They squeezed in maybe a little bit of, you know, physical training or a workout, maybe. And then it was just squeezed the whole agenda, just packed into the agenda. And then they, and they left. He's like, I had no time at all to think about any of the things that were talked about in the conference. And he was lamenting the, the intensity of the experience with the just lack of personal, careful consideration of any of the content. And this is really typical. Um, I've been on marketing summits where, you know, people go to, um, off-site destinations back in the day. One of my clients had a horse farm. We would go to her horse farm and she had this nice house and she set up like butcher block things on the wall and she had this big farm table and we had all these marketing partners out there and I've been at hotels and I've been at resorts and kind of all over the place doing these off-sites. And they all do the same thing, which is just like it's talk, 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 collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. And they just, you know, the only time you have a loan is when you go back to your hotel room at the end of the day or maybe a little bit between like the end of the day and then the business dinner that night and then you sleep and that's it. So there's just all collaboration. It's just all go, go, go. And that's sort of how the success has been defined. And the other mistake I think a lot of people make is, you know, they don't really take nearly enough time in designing the agenda. If it's a day, half day, two day, they kind of slap it together and kind of pay the price. I've seen so many and experienced so many offsites that were just wasted time together because there's no careful consideration of how the time together should have been spent in what the intent really was other than just we're having an offsite meeting. It was an opportunity that was really, really lost. Um, you know, at the time people don't know any better. They're just, okay, that's what we do. We do offsites. Um, we got a big project and we do some team building. Um, I want to get out of the environment. I mean, all the reasons to do it are the right reasons, but the execution seems to fall apart. So I've thought, you know what, in this launch of this new program, this Quiet Works program and this new initiative called The Quiet Workplace, this vision of like what would it look like if silence were actually part of the day to build and conceive of a way for professionals to use quiet in an offsite. So that's what I wanted to share with you today is how quiet would work for an offsite meeting. You may call this like a semi-silent offsite which is, it's not going to be purely silent. That will be weird, though people have gone on retreats where they don't talk at all. That's not what I'm talking about. But we actually did this as a team, and I did a podcast on this um, right before the pandemic, ironically. I led our team um, at my company through a semi-silent offsite. And it was really cool because we had times set aside for quiet. And we also, and this was before I even kind of made a decision to to develop this book and this program and this business model really of how quiet works. Um, but we did, it. it was really powerful because it, there were moments put into the day and that was like a two day offsite. It was really impactful. And I think if you asked anybody on our team who were, was part of that semi-silent community, we called it at the time a semi-silent communications retreat. So we were, we had a very specific intent. It was to teach people our brief methodology because we, we, work at a company called The Brief Lab, so people need to, to learn and relearn those skills. And we wanted to you know, really encourage people to get to know each other uh, because we're a dispersed workforce. And then also to have time for us to kind of do some planning and 
have time alone to kind of think about how the business was changing and where it was going. Ironically, that time really was very, very important for us as a company because literally 60 days later, the pandemic hit. And a lot of the stuff that we had worked on in that semi-silent retreat or offsite was the glue that held us together during some pretty turbulent times that you all know of because you all live, live through it too. So here's some of the things that I wanted to share with you as considerations if you were to do one of these um, quiet works offsites, if you will, or semi-silent retreats. The, the first thing is make sure that you have a facilitator. You need somebody to lead the meeting. That facilitator, we, we teach a course, and if you want more information, just send an email to info at thebrieflab.com. Of, we have a course called Brief Meeting Facilitation, which is to teach people how to actually not only design a meeting, but actually lead a meeting, and how a lot of experience over the years of leading meetings, and it's a skill that people are thrust into but don't actually train toward. So find a facilitator that's been trained in facilitation. And you'll find that that helps you a lot because you're in the meeting and you want somebody who's working on the meeting, who's leading and guiding you from things as simple as when do you take a break to if somebody's getting going down a rabbit hole to how to spread out the voices so not one dominant voice is heard and drowning everybody else out to how to set up a room to all those things that could really be uniquely and done well by a facilitator. So I would get a facilitator if I can Second thing is find a location that works for you. So a good room, right? There's, if it's a hotel or if it's a, um, if it's a conference center or wherever it might be, that there's a room, a meeting space that's adequate for the size of your group. And also there's are spaces for people to go to in small groups to talk or even to places to go. Like at this bed and breakfast that we reserved, there was areas for people to go to that could, they, can, they can have time alone. Next is create an agenda. Like, okay, that agenda is... You know, I'm not going to repeat what I've talked about in previous podcasts, but what's the desired outcome of macro, think macro, micro. When you're desiring, when you're designing an offsite, the offsite has a macro agenda. What are you going to, you know, do over the course of a day or two or a half day or a whole day, whatever. And then micro, what's going to happen in each piece of that agenda. So I would do a macro and micro agenda. And that really gets down to like what we might call in an event, the run of show. So what's going to happen? How do you start? You know, what, what's going to get covered? You have to allocate time. I did this recently. For, we had a, a company meeting, and I sat down and I built an agenda, kind of big picture, and then broke it down into pieces. Next thing when you do an agenda is think about diverge and converge. So converge is what you're doing together, collaborating, and diverge is when you send people alone um, in the, separately to, to think about things. And this is what that leader was complaining about at the conference. There's just all converge and no diverge. Diverge is like, hey, look, for the next 15 minutes, you know, you know, time for quiet to, 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 to think about what you just heard. Let's say that you're, you're doing with, with, uh, a, it's a learning objective. Maybe you just got a nice briefing from your learner, your leader, your a subject matter expert, but send people away. Okay. For the next 15 minutes, just write down notes and think about what you just heard and develop some questions or, or comments or, or discussion points that you want to bring back to the, to that expert, to that, um, subject matter expert. So that would be converge together, we're all together, and then diverge, we're alone. So I would use macro, micro for agenda design, and then inside the agenda, converge to collaborate and diverge to think. That's not just breaks either. That's actually time dedicated to a task. For the next 10 minutes, I want you to write three things that you're thinking right now that would stop us from doing X, or I want you to consider um, how you're feeling about 
uh, the current status of this initiative, often what happens is that diverge moment gives people a chance to process. If you're always talking, the processing is sort of happening in real time and you can't actually get it all done. Kind of like pouring water, you gotta let it, you gotta let it sink and settle in so that diverge time is really, really valuable. It's not a one-to-one -one ratio often, it's just like, hey, I might spend 50 minutes of collaboration and 10 minutes in quiet or 45 and 15 or, and, and again, that diverge time is not breaks, it's actually for a specific purpose spent in quiet alone. Next thing I would think about in an offsite meeting is make sure people have time to prepare. Certainly reading the agenda, lay that out so it makes sense to them what the, what the outcomes, objectives are, what's the uh, agenda. They shouldn't be seeing that when they walk in the front door. And if there's any pre-work or things for them to think about, read, consider, some amount of preparation is important to set to create the mindset of the people that are attending so that the, when they get there, they're ready for the offsite, right? It's not just, you know, what's the packing list and what's the destination, but specifically, what are we trying to... So going back to the guy that I was talking about who went to this conference, maybe he was sent something in advance, but was there any pre-read? Um, maybe, maybe not, but oftentimes there isn't. Um, small point, but big point, really as the leader, as the designer of the offsite, what is your minimum definition of success during this precious time together? What do you minimally want to accomplish? It's, it's critical that you, that you have some sense that yes, the maximum definition is this, but also what's the minimum. Okay. And then, um, flex a bit when you're, when you're leading your meeting. So don't be so rigid that you can, um, you can bend a little bit. Just don't bend too much where you break the agenda. But it's okay. Don't be so attached to like this. Says that it's got to be ten minutes. And if you make, if you sense that people need time away, just call it. You know, on the moment. Just, I mean, try to follow the agenda. But the best agendas I've ever designed or seen have some flex built into them. So I would, you know, don't don't be too rigid. Bend, but don't break. These are some considerations. This construct that I'm sharing with you is very powerful. Very, very few people use them. The concept of a semi-silent retreat or a quiet off-site can be incredible time together and powerful time alone. And when you combine those two things, amazing things happen because people can think before they speak. They can think after people speak and they can get really, really incredible things done in the time that they have together, whatever that might be. So to wrap this up, we, we call these quiet works offsites. It's something now that we offer in Southern Pines using the quiet workplace facility that we have and the brief lab, one of the labs, whether it's a half day or for a full day, we facilitate that and we can facilitate for that for you. Um, and information on that can be found at www.thequietworkplace.com slash programs slash offsites. Just saying. 